oh no, she's moving the computer back. <laughs> she's like, give me my space. Okay, that I, feels good. Wait, give me my personal bubble. Turn down yes. the thing. Turn down the light. Do you know that song? <laughs> Did you ever watch American Idol? Of course. So the first, I was like a really big American Idol head for the first like couple seasons. Totally. And that song, there's so many songs that I learned about only because of American Idol that I'd never heard before. No, I can't make you love me. Babe, you underestimate <laughs> how niche my family was in terms of like pop culture stuff. Oh my God. Like I literally didn't in- encounter like normal shit until I sought it out on my, my own. You know what I mean? So what kind of like old people person, old people person, old people music did your parents listen to? Uh, well, my dad originally went to school to be a uh, medieval musician. Oh, so he had the gongs going. Babe, he had the lute and the <laughs> mandolin, baby. Yeah, so my dad, growing up, I had uh, lutes and mandolins on our walls. He would never play them, but he, like, originally, like, that's what he went to college for. That's what his degree is in. Medieval music. Oh, my God, that's so cute. Isn't that How are you not so much more of a nerd? Um, It's actually kind of a wonder that I'm, like, at all regular-degular. I'm definitely, like, a nerd, but it's funny because it's, like, when I talk to people about... Like whenever anyone is like, oh my God, you have like a really good vocabulary or like you're well read or something. I'm always like, bitch, like meet another member of my family. Meet any one member. Oh, because you're the dumbass in the family? I'm the fucking like pop culture dumbass. Mm. You know what I mean? I'm like, I love the real housewives. Totally. Totally. So, which I do. I mean, like I'm happy to occupy that territory. I'm happy to occupy that particular Wall Street. So you didn't watch Housewives with your mom? No, she would never. It is like so, so, so outside of the scope of her. Like, my mom is super housewives. That's so fun, though. I kind of wish that my mom was. It's a big bonding thing for us. My mom is like, I don't know. She's just like, my parents were both very like culture snobby about like, which is exactly why I'm kind of a culture snob about certain things. Mm -hmm. That's why Mm -hmm. I couldn't name a regular movie when that fucking. Uber driver was trying to talk to me about one. I mean, you say that, but then you're such a silly Billy. I know. I know. That's my saving grace. <laughs> and that's what keeps me grounded. My silly Billy nature. It's like, you know, nature versus nurture. That's true. So the world nurtured you into your goofiness. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think that that was very important. For Wait, my... natured you in. No, nurtured you Nurt- in. Yeah. What is nature? What is nurture? You know, because they're both both, aren't they? Yeah. Because what's more natural? Every, that is one thing I did pick. That's the one thing I picked up from my gender studies courses at the University of Pennsylvania. <laughs> um, nature and nurture kind of are all like fallacies and like both of them influence each other all the time. They came up with that, you know, as someone who graduated a couple uh, years before you did. Uh, I think that was a brand like new back idea. Back in my day. <laughs> back in the 70s. <laughs> they didn't even know about nurture. Yeah. You ever heard of second wave feminism? <laughs> I have. Yes. Yeah. Um, but what I was saying about American Idol was that that particular song, I Can't Make You Love Me, was like such a staple of American Idol like auditions. Oh my God, it's so good. It's so good. So like 
it was a common thing that was always done on American Idol. So I learned that song because of American Idol. And then I was always like in my like pop star era, like in my room, just like turn down the light. And I really always have wanted to sing that. So pretty, babe. I loved that. Oh, thank you. I loved that. See, I was saying before we started potting, I was like, well, they can they can try to take away our music by copyright striking <laughs> things that we post, but they can never stop us from singing. They can't take away our voice boxes, yeah. certainly. That's fascism. So I saw, first of all, there's an amazing Prince cover of I Can't Make You Love Me. Oh, really? Beautiful. You can imagine. It's I like, mean, one can only imagine. Yeah. Um, but I saw Bonnie Raitt live. Okay, glam? It was so glam. When was that? It was in like, it was pre-COVID. I don't know, 20 whatever. Blah, blah, blah. But like, like, not like, not like as a child or something. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. No, I saw her with me call like as an adult. We mm-hmm. were far and away the youngest people there. Period. It was in Thousand Oaks in kind of just like a multi-purpose auditorium space with the lights like fully up the entire mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, they're like, and uh, we're going to be, you know, it's like an early bird special. It was such an early bird special. <laughs> yeah. And it was seated. It was deeply seated. Yeah. There was no pit. No pit. I finna be in a pit <laughs> at the Bonnie Raitt concert. But she did the whole show and she did like some songs from like newer albums that yeah. are still fucking subtle. Lap. Yeah. But she didn't do I Can't Make You Love Me until Rude. the Onko. Oh. And then well, she did some other iconic song. I mean, I feel like that is definitely like such a effective strategy for me. It's a closer. <laughs> it's like it's such a good closer. When I went to see um my living legend icon mother <laughs> Megan Trainer. Trainer. No, um, when I went to see Joanna Newsom who's like my like I'm so obsessed with the fact that you're a Newsom head yeah. what is also the stand name for Newsom head yeah we need one uh, we re- the girlies do need one a Joanna yeah, but that gets into Joanne era. It's, That's Gaga. She that, got that was just me riffing, and we can keep yeah. going. I feel like, oh, yeasty boys, but YS. Okay. <laughs> I like it. Me, personally, who thought of it, I like it. Who likes it? And it's going to get, what would you give that on the, a rating system? The name? Yeah. Ah, uh, so here's where you have to be honest with yourself. Yeah, I think it's kind of like a giving a C. A C. Yeah. It's like adequate. Wait, a Joanna. N- n- but I want it to be more <laughs> like, um, sort of like exploratory linguistically, because well, it's like you know, like Mariah Carey is like the lamely, her lambs. Okay. Uh, the like Rihanna is the navy. Well, that's way too far Fame. removed. Come on. So famously, speaking of American Idol, Clay Aiken's fans. Yes. Clay, are, they're called Claymates. Period. <laughs> and that's a good one. Brilliant. That's a good one. Absolutely brilliant. Joanna Newsom, I don't feel like the name in and of itself like immediately is lending to them, but I've been trying to think of this for years. So I don't think oh, we're going to solve this problem okay. on the pod. Can you imagine if I just like blurted out something so brilliant? I think, I mean, it happens all the time, babe. After years of review. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so when I saw her live, I think it was in like, it was before I left Philly. So it was pre-2017. Yeah. Um, she did 
Baby Birch as her encore. And I was like, not familiar. Well, well, <laughs> the, the real Newsome heads know, the yeasty boys know. <laughs> but like, God, I just thought about yeasty boys. It's like yeast infection. It's, it's so foul. It's actually the most foul. I'm going to give my name for Joanna Newsome fans as yeasty boys a D, actually. I'm going to revise my rating because it's so bad. I don't even want to say anything bad about like a small local business. but I do. Suffice it to say. <laughs> if your name is that bad, I'm going to say something. Also, the bagels are bad. Chloe. I'm... But, I mean, <laughs> hey, si- try and silence me. I, I can't with the bagels. I mean, my I'm just like a bagel snob. Same, girl. Like, if you... And this is like the one snob hill that I feel no shame about dying on. If you have had an East Coast, Mm -hmm. like, um, you know, New York City, New Jersey bagel, you just like, you know, in your soul, in your heart of hearts, there's no comparison. Absolutely. Well, because you... It's not just have you had a New York bagel, it's have you had a grocery store bagel. And once you realize how close Mm -hmm. LA bagels are to the grocery store bagels, it's not even a bagel, it's toast in a bagel shape. That's, okay, exactly. (laughs) This is like a really frequent talking point for me, so like, I'm- Buckle up. Yeah. Essentially, there are two kinds of bread products that call themselves bagels. See, here we go. One of them is the kind of bagel that you get if you walk into like literally any like bodega in New York, yeah. like hole in the wall, whatever. It doesn't have to be like good. It doesn't have to be bad. It's just this bread product. Yeah, It is crispy on the outside. It is fluffy in the middle. The two parts of it are very distinct consistencies. Not just crispy on the outside, chewy. Yeah, oh, chewy. Yeah, it's like chewy, but there's- <laughs> Oh, don't forget chewy. Oh, oh, <laughs> please. But it's like a glazed kind of like- Absolutely. You know, outer- Absolutely. It's pre- it's it's approaching pretzel. pretzel. It's approaching pretzel. It's not there. No, no but it's saying in, it's there. I would say it's like a cousin. It's in the conversation. It's a play cousin. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it's a play cousin. It's a play cousin. Cousin is <laughs> a cousin who you play with. No, it's like a play cousin is like someone who's like your like family friend person who's like around as you're growing up. Oh my god, sounds so groomerish. No, it's like your age. <laughs> okay. They're your age. <laughs> I'm sorry, you were saying we were going to pretzel. Well, okay, so it's kind of like a pretzel. Yeah, it's like in the pretzel family, but the thing that you get at the grocery store and also anywhere else in America Mm -hmm. that you Mm -hmm. get a bagel. And I guess probably internationally too. (laughs) Basically it's a bread product. (laughs) So here's the thing. The outside and inside are the exact same consistency. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It is dense. It is not fluffy. It has no buoyancy to it. It has no lift to the dough. Yeah. It's not doughy. No. It's both the outside and inside are equally bready. Bready. And then you dust it with fucking sesame seeds. Like I'm not going to be able to tell the difference. Bitch. One time I went to a family reunion in Michigan and they were like, oh my God, come over in the morning. We have a tray of bagels. 
I will never forget what I saw <laughs> on that day. <laughs> I saw some things done with bread products that I never wanted to see. There was like granola sprinkled atop these bread products. I'm sorry. That has that is ungodly. It wasn't was granola. that in the Bible? No. It wasn't granola. I'm sure it was like flakes. It was like oat flakes. <laughs> The things I saw atop those bread products chill me to my bone even now. My one bone that I have in my body. I, I, it's not right. That's horrible. Granola? <laughs> yeah. And they were all like, they were like, oh my God, we got so many good flavors. I'm like, bitch, if you have a good bagel, you don't need a flavor. It's well, certainly not one. granola. That's certainly not granola. <laughs> I feel like I got to a place with bagels mm-hmm. in my life where I started to just say, instead of having this argument every time this topic came up, I was just like, there are two different food items. Right. There is something that I call a bagel with a capital B, and that's what you get in New York mm. or New Jersey. There is... A bagel with a lowercase b. A bagel-shaped something. And that's, yeah, it's its own item. Mm -hmm. It's like a complete, I don't grade them on the same scale. That would be unfair. But the, I've learned now to have an enjoyment of the like bready grocery store variety. It has cream cheese on it. Why are you complaining? Exactly. It's like, it's its own thing. And it's, there are some that are better than others in that spectrum. Yeah. So Yeasty Boys, to go back to that, is like of the better ones in that spectrum. It's so upsetting that it's in that spectrum. But it's though. in that spectrum. It absolutely is. Have you ever had a bagel so that, capital B bagel, mm. anywhere other than New York or New Jersey? Yeah. There's, Where? There's a place in LA called <gasps> Bell's Bagels. Okay. It's I need to try that. Iconic. It's delicious. It's vi- It's almost like... Well, this is too good. Yeah. Like they put. <laughs> what are you doing with this <laughs> you know, bagel? Like it, the bagel. The thing about a bagel in New York too is I feel like frequently, you, there's a couple of Jewish places that I feel like they're well salted, but I do feel like bagels frequently in New York are like kind of low on taste. Yeah. Like low seasoning. Well, but that's the thing. That's the thing. I don't need it to be. Bell's is very well seasoned to the point where you're like, well, this is almost kind of come on, guys. Like, uh, yeah. And the cream cheese has. Lemon zest. I mean, that could be... It's bomb. It's bomb. That could be good. It's bomb, but it's very like, whatever, it's $13 and you have to... It's in Highland Park, my least favorite place on the planet. Same. <laughs> the, I think that to take it back to our favorite topic, mm. I feel like bagel with lemon zest cream cheese is kind of like, that's a niche fragrance I would... At least... Observe, check out. Whoa, cream cheese scented something? Yeah, but like lemony cream cheese. Wow. Doesn't that sound fun? Something a little, um, because what do they say? Like yogurt has this too, tang? Is yeah. tang the word? Like a, like, a, like a bite to it, like a bitterness kind of. Because it's not just milky, it's no. got the tang. What is that word for that though? Isn't it tang? It's just tang. <laughs> Do people not, people don't say tang like that. 
these days <laughs> in this economy people, people say don't say tang like that whatever they want yeah i could do a cream cheese scent i feel like it would be fun bagel would be i think i think bagel could be fun the issue with bagel is what do you think when you think bagel you think everything bagel yes. you think that onion granulated onion yeah that would take it really far in an onion direction. <laughs> yeah, very quickly. But I think maybe like if you thought of it in terms of like plain bagel yeah. with lemony cream cheese. Yeasty. Yes. Tangy. Yes. Milky. Mm-hmm. Zesty. Zesty. <laughs> oh my God, wait. Speaking of cream cheese, have you ever seen that video of Tyra Banks, Everything She Eats in a Day? Oh. Have I ever made you watch that? No, I've watched a lot of them, but I haven't seen hers. Hers is the only one you need to watch. There's actually two, only two you need to watch. There's the Tyra Banks one and there's the Grimes one. Oh, I've seen the Grimes one where she said she ate nothing but spaghetti, but spaghetti. for like 12 years. Well, and so the Grimes one is really, I think about the Grimes one more than I think about the Tyra one mm-hmm. because I eat so much spaghetti. I do too. And it really worries me that... I'm going to go to the doctor and they're going to tell me the same thing that Grimes' doctor told her, it's, which is that you are nutritionally like wasting away. No, but I've seen you have like chicken strips and stuff. I know, I know. I do get <laughs> enough variety. Yeah, like, chicken strips, we're good to go. Just spaghetti and chicken strips. But honestly, watching that Grimes video has been very helpful for me to be like, I don't want to be like Grimes. I don't want to feel like Grimes. Mm-hmm. I don't want to feel like Grimes. Variety, variety, variety. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So... To take it all the way back, mm. I really did want to go into Tyra. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, yes. the thing is, so the two videos that are worth watching of the, like, what I eat in a day, mm-hmm. is it, like... It's Harper's Bazaar. Harper's Bazaar. Thank this you. is so bad for my eating disorder, the what do I eat in a day. Well, don't worry. Tyra's will be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Tyra's is deemed safe. Stamp of approval. It's fine. Because she's deranged. What's she eating? So it's just crazy because some of the things are regular, regular things. But the way that she talks about them is the problem. So she's like, some days I have a bagel, but not just any bagel. Oh, no. And then she goes into this whole thing about how she prepares her bagel. So she scoops out the inside of her bagel. So upsetting. And she's like, I've seen it done. I take all that extra bagelization. (laughs) She uses the word bagelization. Which is just like, okay, vocab. And throws it away. She just has like a husk, a bagel husk. (laughs) Then she fills the bagel husk with cream cheese to the brim. Ew. And then she's not done. Oh, no. She takes that bagel rounds with moated cream cheese (laughs) and she puts it in the microwave. What? (laughs) For like three seconds or something. And she's like, and what happens is the molecular structure of the bagel starts to change. The cream cheese starts to change. And it has a sli- slightly tangy flavor that it didn't have pre-microwave. Okay, but it's, it's, liquef- it's a liquefied bagel cream cheese moat? 
Yeah. It's just like she just has this like. You're making me sick. I mean, most of what she talks about is like absolutely vile. Barfy. But so good. It's just like, it's just about like listening to her talk. She needs more platforms in general that just allow her brain to just go. Did she get deplatformed? Where's she been? She's been on a journey lately. Yeah. I really am like one of her number one like ride or die people. Yeah. I've been following along for the ride, but like most have not. I'm just going to say, speaking of medieval before I spray you, that's all I'm going to say. Oh, that's all. Oh, she's giving a little hint. I love a clue. I feel like I'm in clue. Only only because it's a good segue. I'm going to ask to go first. Okay. No, I love it. I love it. I'm so excited for this fragrance. I'm extending my paw. I don't know if you've in your direction. Okay, wait, hang on one sec. Don't look, don't look, don't Mm-mm. look. I never would. Ooh. Yeah, this one has a really good atomizer. Okay, can I open my eyes? You may. Okay. Ooh. It's beautiful. I mean, it's, it's beautiful. Okay, but see, you're just like banger after banger every episode. I want to have fun. And yeah, canonically, you love to have fun. I love fun. Okay, so this one, immediately, I'm like, vines, mm-hmm. ivy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so green. It's, like, insane. Wow. It's, like, so green. Yeah. Just an explosion. I feel as though, okay, I'm going to start off just by being, like, here's what it makes me feel. I love that. I feel as though I'm climbing an ivy wall of a tower of a sort of medieval tower, since you gave me the hint word, in order to rescue a damsel in distress at the top. A a twink damsel at the top. It's giving Rapunzel, for sure. It's giving Rapunzel. Yeah. It's so Rapunzel. It's insane. Wow, I love it. I noticed when I sprayed it this last time in the first like super wet spray. Yeah. Um, it's citrus and I think it's specifically lime zest. Ooh. I only got it this time. And I think it's actually even gone now. But when I first sprayed it, I was like, whoa, there's like a top note of yeah. some citrus. It burns off really quickly, but I think it's really pretty. I could get some citrus from this though. I feel like it's like almost like the it's like rind mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. totally it's it's really like acidic totally it's a bitter citrus bitter yeah. rind yeah mixed in amongst all of the vine the, the green vines so you're just getting green you're not getting any other synesthetic well, color Visions. I mean, the I like the visual of vines along a like stone wall yeah. because I do get a little bit of like wet, cold gray stone. I do too. I do too. It's a very moody sort of like misty, wet, like gray stone kind of vibe. I've never. To my nose, I have never smelled um, uh, uh, a fragrance that does like uh, 
aqueous, like wet yeah. dew drops. I've never smelled it done so effectively. It totally. smells wet and it smells wet all day. The dry down is the same. That's wild. It's beautiful. I mean, it is one of those things where I'm like, literally, the vines, they got dew drops on them. <laughs> Oh, they got big, fat, honking dewdrops on them. And it's fresh. It's fresh as hell. But it's not fresh in a way. You think of fresh and you think like really acerbic citrus and like mint. No. This is fresh in a wet spring, like new things blooming. It's it's like a new stalk. Something from fresh soil. Yeah. It really, yeah, it feels like a fresh, dark green, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. sprig just springing up into the, like against the wall. The visual I get for this one, and it's always been the same. I'm getting something a little bit different right now. Ooh. I get tiny, I get like a wet field where you're just like, totally. oh, I want to like go run through that field. And then you're like, no, like my shoes are going to get soaked. Like my feet are going to get soaked if I run yep. through that field. But like, you know, there's mud, you know, there's you mud know under there's mud. yeah, and it's dew droppy and there's, um, tiny white wildflowers. Love that. I get tiny white flowers. It's a little too. bit mossy even. It's mossy. Oh, it's so nice. Like I, I could see it being like, you look out over that field, there is a rock like a wall like a stone wall that's covered in moss like yes sort of bisecting it bisexualing it do you get forest no i feel like it's much more like field it is field it's like underbrush kind of yes but But really honestly Ivy vine is so strong for me. I think that's so pretty. I've never like had that visual in my mind when I've thought of this. It's like so strong for me. And there's definitely whetstone. The reason I bought this was because this is the first niche perfume I ever purchased. Really? Yeah. And when I bought it, the woman was like, I was deciding between this and Basilica. Oh, interesting. And at Scent Bar, the woman was just like, we have this new one. You should try it. I love it. I'm obsessed with it. Da, da, da. It has that, I was smelling something else and I was like, whoa, this smells like wet concrete. And she was like, no, this smells yeah. like wet concrete. Bitch, you want wet concrete? And that's like that smell that everyone's she's, trying she's like, to. She's like your wet concrete dealer. <laughs> she's like, it opens up her coat. <laughs> she's like, come over here. Come to the back. People are obsessed with wet concrete. It's a good one. I mean, it's really fun. It's really fun. And it's, I mean, it's that smell that smells like a feeling. It's like hot, wet concrete. It's, it's like the moment. It's the, it's the moment. <laughs> I, I, when I went to Aesop to visit my friend who works there, yeah. I smelled some of them. I smelled their new one that is called Gloam. Oh, I smelled it too. I kind of get like a bit of like a, lugubrious wet sort of Mm. misty vibe from that one too i can't remember a thing about it or having a strong feeling it was good though i actually have notes from like what their website says about it which is like very funny i mean gloam is such a good name for a fragrance gloam is 
as I said to her when she texted me about it, I was like, that's a Joanna Newsom ass name. Oh, it is. It's actually the name. The gloaming is the name of a Radiohead song. <laughs> oh, we love. But like, I think she uses that word at some point in some of her songs, like in one of her songs. At I least. mean, all brilliant artists like no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Real heads. No real radio heads. No. Um, so the description from um, Aesop okay. says liminal space between dream and reality. See, I hate that, but okay. Same. <laughs> Fine. Um, transport the senses to a dreamlike world with the Aesop Gloam Eau de Parfum, a fragrance designed to evoke the mysteries of the subliminal, suitable for men and women. Again, no non-binary people. No non-binary people. <laughs> My question is, doesn't all perfume evoke the subliminal? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, because also this the subliminal is everything, like contains anything. Do you know what I mean? Sorry, I just made a connection. Subliminal and sublime? Yeah, like the band Sublime. <laughs> Not the band. They're like, actually, this fragrance is meant to embody the band Sublime. Does subliminal mean, stay with me, subliminal? Yes. But when we talk about the sublime, we're not talking about the subliminal. Underneath a lime. I don't remember Kant, but like Kant's sublime, I don't think is about like. No, I don't think so. Okay. I think that they must be, and this is again just me like grasping at straws and guessing. Yeah. I think that they must be like related concepts, related words come from similar roots, but be distinct and not just be like variants of the same word. Because they are like conceptually, they're different. Now I'm curious. I am too. Because when you think about something. This is changing, by the way. Oh, yeah. What are you getting now? Do you get more floral now? I get a little woodier now. Oh, interesting. On me. Smell on me. It's interesting. It's um, it's very pretty. It's very unique. I don't think it is incredibly complex. No. It's not... F- my experience of this fragrance, it doesn't take you on a wild journey. Yeah. And it's not, um, some fragrances really mm. challenge you because they're activating two parts of your brain. Yeah. You're like, whoa, this is like salty and scratchy or something. And it like doesn't feel like they make sense together, but it's cool. Yeah. This is pretty, um, it's not that it's linear, but it's just like directed and you get what you get. Yeah. In a beautiful way. I mean, I will say it was one of the ones where I've had the strongest immediate like, oh, I have a visual for this. It fulfills the brief. It's that. So what kind of person, what kind of non-binary person would wear this? I am going with my, um, with your hint Mm. and with my Rapunzel sort of vibe. I think it's like a non-binary princeling with a fucking um, Joan of Arc uh, haircut. Like a little mushroomy cut. Yeah, totally. Oh my God, it's Lisa Rinna in that mushroom cut. (laughs) (laughs) This is not what she smells like in that. It's Lisa 
Serena in like a friar tuck legging climbing up an ivy wall. <laughs> yep. Yep. I honestly, if she in that look smelled like this, I'd be like, go the fuck off, Nailed bitch. it. Like, Nailed it. You <laughs> fucking served the girls what needed to be served. Is this a sexy scent? I think that if I were to wear this around a lava, mm-hmm. they would get their rocks off. I think so too. Their big stone slabs off. <laughs> their wet stone wet. slabs. I no, but like I, I think that it's one of those ones where it's like it's not overtly sexy. Yeah. But like I think that it would if I'm wearing this on a date and like a guy smells, gets a whiff of it, that is like a sexy fragrance. Yeah. I wanted to say something I never say, and I don't even believe this, but I'm just going to say it. Daytime. I think it probably skews daytime versus evening. But that's such bullshit. I hate when people say shit like that. It's something I normally would never even bring up. Something I also hate, and Chloe, we have talked about this many times, this seasonal fragrance oh, thing. The absolute hogwash. Things, fragrances <laughs> you can only wear in the summer versus no. in the winter. It's ridiculous. Literally get fucked with that. I don't. Wait, speaking of seasons, have you seen, I don't know if you're as like TikTok pilled as I am. Well, you do know that I am not. But. Well, <laughs> Have you been frequenting TikTok and have you seen that one filter? First of all, also just there's a lot of discourse about this in general. Yeah. Being like, what's your color like palette? Find your color palette. Are you a spring? Are you a summer? Oh, Are you an autumn? That's so 70s. I love that. It's so 70s. That's very like Mary Kay. But that discourse is like really has been on and popping for like months at this point. Oh, fun. And there's a filter now on TikTok that has like, an array of colors. Okay. Have you ever done that for you? Like what's your color palette? No. Seasonally. I, 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 <laughs> I've never, I've never had my colors done. Well, where do you even do that? Macy's? TikTok. <laughs> oh, you TikTok. visit ye old TikTok. I was still, you, like, you gotta go before they ban it. You're right. You gotta go. No, I got, they won't let me in is the problem. Yeah. <laughs> I think I discovered that I'm a spring. What's that mean? So it's like bright colors. Okay. Um, Is that to wear on your face or your body or both? Kind of both. Okay. It's like what makes your skin look its best. I think you might be a winter. First of all, fuck you. No, No, because like some girl that I saw was talking through it and she was like, it's something about like your undertones plus your like the contrast of your eye color and your hair color. Oh. So you have dark hair, but you have lighter eyes and you have a rosier undertone. You can't, why are you talking about my rosy undertone? Yeah. You're like, that's fucking private. <laughs> I'm suing. I hate when I go to Sephora and they're just like, whoa, we have to neutralize your rosy undertone. But you don't Yikes. have to neutralize shit. Embrace it. You just like put this like green gunk on your face. 
face. <laughs> they're like, okay, we need to paint your face like Alphaba from Wicked, and that's how you're gonna. Because we fly. want you just to be in grayscale. Yeah. Like, yeah. Neutralize <laughs> to the point of true neutral, it's which like is gray. Pleasantville. Yeah. <laughs> Black and white. Your Pleasantville makeover from Sephora. I think that like. I think that winter is like uh, a lot of deeper colors. Oh, yeah. Cooler colors. Okay. Um, Like autumn is obviously like browns and rich jewel tones kind of. Um, I don't think that's me. My roommate, I think, is very much like autumn. She has red hair, which also is like I think part of it. But she looks great in like, you know, uh, browns and like, Shades of jewel-toned whatever. I thought everyone looked great in jewel tones. It depends. It's just like what makes your particular like skin pop, you know, whatever. I like, I know for me, I really went through a period recently of really loving like light pink, but it looks terrible on me. Light pink looks terrible on me too. I think it looks cute on you though. I don't know. It's just like, I know that it's not as like satisfying with my like skin and hair and everything as like, if I were to wear bright red, Mm -hmm. I struggle. I always, I go into the store. They have three. When I go to, when I say the store, I mean reformation, like the only only place I shop, I go to the store and they're just like, we have the black dress. We have the Navy dress and we have the tan dress. Yeah. And I'm like, let's go for tan. Yeah. Black always looks the best. Yeah. I'm kind of with you and I'm sort of in this place right now where I'm like, so over the pandemic, I did a lot of like dopamine dressing, which was like, so my wardrobe is full of like really bright colors. Yeah. And I didn't even realize that I was doing that. Like, oh, you stocked up during the pandemic on the bright colors. Well, this is the thing. I, during the pandemic, I got a raise at work. And then I was living by myself for a minute. So I was paying like double rent and that was like draining my bank account like crazy. But then after I moved in with my roommate and got this raise, I was like suddenly making so much more money than I had been. Mm. And so I was like, and there was nothing to do because it was pandemic vibes. So I just had all this money and I was depressed and bored and whatever. So I started shopping on the real real like fucking crazy. Yes, like you a, did. Like a demon. Yes, you did. And now I have this like insane hoarder's closet full of things. Yeah. Which I love. And like most of them are cool. I think the only time we almost got into an actual fight. You want to tell our <laughs> listeners about that? It's when I so innocently and so like... Like, I I really did. You looked at me with your wide eyes and blinked furtively. All I said was, Chloe, have you ever thought about cleaning out your closet? And that's when I saw red. (laughs) And that was when I committed manslaughter. You were like, what? I had never thought about that before. I mean, yeah, like Marie Kondo is not a name that I'm familiar with. No, no. It's not for you. It's not for me. I'm a maximalist. You're totally. I'm a maximalist. I'm a maxinista and a maximalist. I mean, we got two maxinistas on pod. Hey. <laughs> yeah. So I basically just like went on this like shopping spree and bought tons of shit. 
but it was like very, I'm so trend influenced. Of course. Like I love being trend influenced though. It's like, that's fun for me. And I'm like not ashamed of that. Why would you be ashamed of that? Because it's goofy. I think that people really like to think that they're super original with their Whatever. like the, creative choices. Okay, but Meryl Streep and Devil Wears Prada are her iconic monologue. It's exactly. Like- Let me quote the Cerulean speech to you, <laughs> naysayers. I do think that, no, truly, like, I get excited about the fact that everything is, like, referential yeah. and, like, interconnected. Totally. Like, that's cool to me. And so in that space of time, I was part of like a much bigger trend that was going on with like, I think like dopamine dressing, quote unquote, which is like a term. I didn't make that up. Oh, I've seen these maximalist stylists on TikTok. Yeah. Where it's like, let's do two skirts over pants. Right. And, but also like everything is like really bright colors and like whatever. Right. So I also, sorry, just to make it clear, you're not doing two skirts over pants. I mean, I, I would if the right skirts met the right pants. I know, babe, but you're not like that. You're not so like, and a belt and then like a belt for the belt. And I mean, I do sometimes go into like kooky, quirked up choices with fashion stuff. Like today I was wearing a belt as a necklace and some girl like came up to me on the street and was like, Hey, where did you get your necklace? And I was like, it's a belt. <laughs> Lol. She's like, I got it at the belt store. Is that weird? Yeah. Is that weird? Is that too weird for you? Yeah. I'm a little unconventional. I'm not like other girls. I wear a belt as a necklace. When you started to tell that story, you made it seem like she did like a, like a grabbing motion. She did. I, so she grabbed your neck belt, yeah. <laughs> strangled you. And I'm dead. <laughs> Dragged you across the street. Yeah. She grabbed me by the pussy and just really went to town. But so, um, anyway, all I was really going to say about this dopamine dressing thing is that it's just like that came and went. I understand the need for it. Everyone really did need some like zesty, bright things in their wardrobes. But then what it starts to look like when you start to really come down off the high of it is you get... Portia from the White Lotus kind of looks. For, from the dopamine dressing? Yeah. Because it's giving like bucket hat and baby tea? It's giving like just like weird, bright, mismatchy colors. Yeah. And like, yeah. like um, I'm trying to think of like, like House of Sunny and like um, fucking Lisa Says Ga or whatever. I don't know exactly what you're talking about, but it's bucket hat. Yeah, it's whatever. Portia from the White Lotus is the <laughs> archetypal dopamine dressing, like Gen Z. For sure. Representation. For sure. And like that styling was so perfect and spot on. Yeah. But it also really like, because she looked so stupid wearing so much of it, it really made me like, oh. Girl, that's not you at all. I know it's not me, but it made me like really question some things. What? I'm so shocked. I don't think her wardrobe has a... Thing to do with yours. No, but like, okay, but it's like also in the same vertical as like Emily in Paris, wherein like she was kind of in that same vein where she's like a maximalist and she's wearing lots of color and lots of whatever. Yeah. So in that case, like there was a period of my life where I wanted to look a lot like that. Yeah. And then now I'm sort of 
feeling myself veer in a totally different direction. So all I was really going to say is basically all I want to wear now is black. Same. Denim. Yep. Or leather. Bitch. And what do we have? Two James Deans, honey. Rocker (laughs) chicks. Two James Deans on the mic. Well, it just reminds me of when I was like, (laughs) when I was in college, my friend Katie and I, and my friend Katie is like always, has always been just like a troll through and through. And same here. And that's like why we vibe. But I remember so distinctly this time when we were in college, we went into the diesel store in Philly. And this is like way, way pre-cool diesel. Yeah. Like diesel was not cool. I remember. And we went in and we asked this sale. We like basically tortured this sales associate being like, so style us. What's our look? Oh my God, you're psycho. We were psycho. And he was like, he was like, picked out some jeans for us that were like crazy, like distressed and had like you know, a million, like, yeah, whiskered out the wazoo, yeah. you know, the little like zippers and stuff. And he was like, yeah, these are really rocker chic. <laughs> rockers hard. Rockers so hard, but we are real rockers, but we're real rockers. I told you my style direction for the past like three years has just been like, Harvey Milk era. No, not Harvey Milk era. More like, um, um, who's that act up? Harvey guy? Weinstein era. No. <laughs> it's like act up yeah. era gay guy in San Francisco. Period. That's my Which is direction. great. And that is great because that's kind of like, you can just universally keep that like outside of any trend cycle. Yeah, for sure. It's timeless. Yeah. It's absolutely timeless. I feel like, I appreciate, I feel like now that I'm adding all this like weird leather and shit to my wardrobe, yeah. I'm kind of like, that's all going to be timeless too, TBH. I think Rosie's a big inspiration for me for shopping. Yeah. She's really good at vintage shopping and thrift shopping because she's just like, is it leather? Is it suede? Mm-hmm. Is it denim? Those are the only things that she's, pre- or like fur. Yeah. Um, But she's not like, you know, I've been drawn to like a chenille printed garbage thing or just yeah. like some polyester thing that's like fun and funky. It's just like, no. Yeah. Step away. Well, do you mean just because like step away because the quality is not good? Because the quality is not good and you're going to get tired of it. That's the thing. Yeah. yeah. I think that like I go really hard in the paint as far as like following trend cycles. Mm. And I also do, the reason I don't feel that bad about being like a psycho hoarder mm-hmm. is Girl, because- I'm sorry, you shouldn't, I don't mean to shame you. You shouldn't feel bad. <laughs> you shouldn't feel bad. No, but the reason I feel okay about it is because I'm not like doing, first of all, I'm not doing like fucking like Shein hauls no. where I'm buying like thousands and thousands of like $5 things. I'm buying like a lot of just like, it's all vintage. Mm-hmm. It's all like secondhand in some capacity. Mm-hmm. And I'm being discerning enough about it that like everything I do own, I really do love. And like there have been so many times where because trend cycles go so insanely fast these days, like something will come back around within like less than a year. Yeah. It'll have gone out and then come back. Totally. So it's like, 
all the things I'm holding on to. I'm like, I'm just, you know, checking my watch, waiting for that to come back around. Cause it does. They do. I feel a little bit differently. I love to purge, but I respect it. And my mother hates to purge. And there are just like one or two things where I'm like, where I insisted that she purge them, either like things I had when I was in high school or things that I remember her having that I'm just like, oh, I wish I still had that like leather blazer. Exactly. Yeah. There are things that I have gotten rid of. It's not like I never do it. Yeah. There are things I've gotten rid of that I literally do miss like to this day. So... And then for everyone, there's a hundred that you'll never think about again. Of course, of course, of course. It's all like a sliding scale, but I'm trying to get into this place now where I'm not buying as much new. I'm really not buying that much, Yeah. but I'm trying to like cultivate the individual like relationships with each clothing item Totally. and like wearing things a lot and like wearing, I don't ever really rewear full outfits, But like, I love now like establishing certain clothing items as like a signature item. Mm -hmm. So like these pants that I'm wearing right now are very kooky, but I also wear them a lot. And so like they've become a signature me item. You're creating an iconography around yourself. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. A lexicon, if you will. Every icon needs an iconography. Period. (laughs) Babe, you have to rate this fragrance. I know. Let's go over the rating system. Yeah. Just before we get into it. Don't make me do it again. I would love to make <laughs> you do it again. Okay. Longevity. Yes. Strength. Yes. Bottle design. Yes. You're missing one. I would say the most important one. Smell. Well, (laughs) we are talking about the smell. Initial spritz. Initial spritz. Initial spritz. Okay. Yeah. So we got initial spritz, strength, longevity, bottle aesthetic. Okay. I'm going to give this initial spritz an A. I really like it a lot. Me too. I really like it. And I'm so mad at you for bringing ones that I like so much every week. Because I mean, this is just good. There's no denying. It's not fair to me it's because beautiful. it's making me seem as though I'm just like a positive, a toxic positivity, like optimist about everything. I guess that's part of it too. And this is something that I'm going to need to actually come to terms with on pod. Mm-hmm. I, and I know you feel the same way. I think mine's like a little pathological. I would feel guilty saying something bad about a fragrance that someone. (laughs) I have so much respect for the nose, you know, like I would feel bad saying I I don't like it. I see that impulse. I understand that impulse. Yeah. I don't feel that way. I really am just like, I feel like I come to any like relationship with any cultural product and perfume is a cultural product Mm -hmm. um, from the perspective of someone who like just went through a million years of like creative crit. Mm -hmm. So like I think of it in terms of like creative sort of dialogue. Is it creative dialogue or is it even to disabuse ourselves further? Is it personal preference? Well, and that's equally valid. 
Personal preference I can get with. Yeah. I'm not crazy about gardenia scents. Exactly. I think they're beautiful. Well, that's... Okay. I wouldn't wear them. Fundamentally, no thing is for everyone. Yeah. And that is just always going to be the case. That's not something to aim for when making art of any kind. So, like, in my 100%. opinion, it's fine to express how you feel about something because it's like, well, that's your fucking subjective ass opinion. That's your sub lime. <laughs> that's my opinion. <laughs> my Tamra moment. But all that to say, yeah. I'm not like, if I don't like a specific fragrance, it's not like I fucking hate this nose. I fucking hate this brand. It's not like a total reflection of that. But there are some brands that don't have anything that I like and yeah. that's fine also. I think it's also even the things like, okay, for example, uh, nothing's coming to mind right now, but I might like a certain type of patchouli. Yeah. Or a certain type of oud. I yes. might like a certain type of oud. This doesn't happen to be my taste, but let's just say I'm someone who's really obsessed with like Middle Eastern true mm -hmm. natural oud that absolutely smells like doggy doo-doo. And to yes. me, that's oud and that's the only thing that oud is. An artificial oud, I might turn my nose up and say it smells like Band-Aids or fucking rubber bands or whatever people say. Yeah. I am not that person. I am able to say, yes, I think that the beautiful, real, super expensive oud that's rare is beautiful. I also think the Band-Aid oud yeah. Is beautiful too. Totally. It's just doing something completely different. Okay. Taking it back to where we were conversationally earlier, it's like bagels. It's like bagels. Looping it all the way around. Maybe it's a Thompson oud. And that's the thing. I find value in that. Absolutely. I think of them as different things. Yes. I don't out of pocket, out of hand dismiss either. So that's all I'm saying. That's like all you need to say everyone's preferences like go in all these different ways and yield such different like relationships with these things. I think that that's what's one of the things that's very cool about fragrance. Mm. But also I think that that's what's cool about us having a ranking scale of different qualities yeah. rather than saying, I don't even think I want to do like an overall ranking ever mm -hmm. because it is like, that's for you to fucking decide. Yeah. Do you want something that's strong? Do you want something that right. lasts a long time? Right. Like, or is the like visual appeal like, or is the, just general vibe of a certain mm -hmm. fragrance, what you want. Yeah. People could be looking for such different things. I'm okay. I want to finish um, rating this, but I'm also curious with this one in particular and like something like Basilica that we were spending mm -hmm. the other day. Why is it that celebrities only wear Maison de Curjon, whatever, yeah. or Baccarat Rouge or like what or Tom is Ford or, or Tom Ford or Killian? Yeah. Why do they not wear these smaller niche or if they do, why are they not talking about them and blowing them up? I would imagine some must. I'm sure. But I'm just like, why is there not more cultural discourse about that? Isn't it silly? Yeah. 
Well, I guess I'm like at a certain level of like a list mm-hmm. star. You're probably in the market for like fragrance campaigns for like, you know, like Dior mm-hmm. or whatever. So you probably wouldn't want to like damage the possibility of like being tapped for something like that by by just going on record being like, I love Kais. You know? so, oh my gosh, <laughs> me. <laughs> Who's the trans girl from Euphoria? Hunter Schaefer. Did you see that she is the spokesperson for Angel? I did. I Iconic. did. I mean, she's had some good, like, she's been a good, she's had like a couple of good uh, spokesperson things. But that, is that not a dream job to be the spokesperson for like an alien perfume? That's yes. so fucking cool. Wait, is she angel or alien? Angel. But I mean, both of those perfumes are something that like are from another planet. Totally. Totally. Pretty interdimensional cool. beings. Yeah. Inter- interdimensional. Planetary. I... I think that's glam. I, I feel like of the fragrance sponsorship things you could get, that's like. Oh, it's the coolest the one. The coolest for one. Sure. No, I mean, any would. Girl, I would die. I would, what would die. You, okay. You're a celeb. You're suddenly catapulted to A list superstardom. What's your frag sponsorship? Estee Lauder, no question. Really? It's the top of the heap. Really? Of course. I feel like that's so unlike edgy. Oh, it's the least edgy. It's literally the most normy. <laughs> then why is that you? I feel like you're edgy, babe. You're a rocker. Oh, we're doing something that's with my personality or something that's like babe. the most aspirational. It's what you want. And I would assume what you want is a reflection of who you are. I thought what I want is a reflection of what Julia Roberts says. <laughs> Do you know who you are as a person? Okay, sorry. Okay. So we both give it an A for initial spritz. Yes. To take it back to the ratings, A for initial spritz for yeah. both of us. Yeah. Strength. I'm give. It's not very strong. It's not. I'm gonna give it a C. I'm gonna give it a C plus. I guess I'll have. Yeah. I think honestly, that's probably the better rating for it. Yeah. No, I'm gonna stick with C. I think of you. My skin ate it though. Always does. Yeah. Um, I have a counterpoint, which is that a fragrance like this, um, something that is so elven, I think should be a little ephemeral. Okay. I like that like way of thinking about it. I think it should stand. I always overspray this. I don't think you can, I really don't think you can wear enough. Yeah. But I do believe that it was likely designed to stay close to the skin. See, you say Elvin, and immediately my whole perception of this changes. Now I'm fucking seeing Galadriel's ass wearing this shit. I have something to reveal about it after we're done with the ratings. Wow. I So yeah, C for strength. C plus from me. Longevity, hard to say. This is what I've been telling you since we developed this category. But I know. I mean, it's okay. I think I th- I think that it is probably the C plus. Yeah. the The fact that it sprayed on originally and the er- initial strength was like A, like strong. Yeah, you're right. And by the fact the fact that by now it's already at a C level strength makes me think longevity also getting a low grade. She's struggling. She's getting maybe a C minus for me. Okay. That's fair. 
just because this has not been that long. I think a C plus from me too, only because I'm comparing it to like, you know, those fragrances that are kind of like made of essential oils that truly disappear after a second. I gotta say, this is kind of giving me that. That's giving, yeah. So this is so funny because like, I love this scent, Mm -hmm. but like, if you look at just my grades, they don't reflect that. Like Mm -hmm. they're kind of like initial spritz A, but then like the other qualities don't necessarily bespeak loving it. But I don't think the grades are a value judgment. No. The grades are plot points. Yeah. And I don't really know what they mean, but they're super important and everyone should care. Everyone (laughs) pay attention. Get your fucking notebooks out. There will be a quiz. There will be a quiz. There will be a pop quiz. Are we on the fourth bottle design? We are. Are you ready? So I'm really ready. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. The fragrance is called Coven by Andrea Mack. Iconic. So Andrea Mack is an Icelandic perfumer. Love. Elvin. Very, very <laughs> Elvin. So I, but this is also obviously the name Coven bespeaks a totally other fantasy character type, the witch. The witch. Yeah. I've had Chloe smell this fragrance before, so I know, girl, that you've smelled it and I know that you like it. I don't want to burn myself, but I want you to see. Uh-huh. The bottle looks black. Can you see? It's oh. actually dark purple. Yes, I can. So the bottle is, it looks like it's opaque black, um, like, I don't know, like lacquer. Yeah, like obsidian. Obsidian. Yeah. Um, But when you hold it in front of light, you see that it's barely transparent eggplant. It's so chic. Really chic. So the bottle also was designed to resemble a glacier. Oh, (laughs) that's what the shape is. So it can kind of like sit in all of these different. Oh, that's position. fun. So it stays like upright if you put it, because basically it's kind of like a um, off kilter, asymmetrical, like almost square. Almost, almost square rectangle. with like a slice cut out of it. Yeah. But so you're telling me that any of those planes that you lean it up against, it would stay. Oh, wow. It does. Maybe not that. No, just well, like that. Yeah. Well, but that's kind of cool. Um, the thing I love about this perfumer too, I don't know how many she has in her line, um, maybe like six or something. Mm-hmm. All of the, um, all of the bottles are the same. That's what I was going to ask actually. So the bottle always looks the same. It's always black. Andrea Mack looks the same at the top. Mm-hmm. And then it's the name of the fragrance like this below. Oh, she fun. has another one called craft. That's really pretty. I think I told you when I showed you this one, there's one called ceramic. I've I've never smelled it before. They don't have it at Sampar. I'm dying. Should I just blind buy it? Yes. This is a price point. I actually can't remember, but it's very sort of 180, 150 maybe. Um, So it's not crazy. And I think that this is maybe even 100 ml. So the aesthetic of the bottle is the font is like, all white at the top of the bottle mm. and sort of like it's, it's minimal. It's minimal. It's like a thin, um, it's live. 
Exactly. It's supermodel. Yeah. It's one it's bony. Se- it's bony. It's one seventy for fifty ml. So that's getting up there. To it me. is getting up there. The thing if is, if it was a hundred ml, I'd be like, well, no, we're fucking. But talking. it kind of looks like it's a hundred ml. It's a you're tall not going to go bottle. through this quickly. No, I don't think. To me, it's the perfect amount of juice. I've barely used it, which is crazy. Um, what else was I going to say about this? Oh, let me read you the notes. Yeah. So I give the bottle, um, while, no, you, while you're finding the notes, I can give okay. my rating for this. Cause like I give the bottle a B mm-hmm. it's not my, it's not like an aesthetic that I'd be like, Oh, this is my aesthetic that I love so much. Mm-hmm. This is not like me per se. It's extremely appropriate for what it, I'm going to say B plus. I'm going to say B plus. I stopped myself midway. Mm-hmm. I'm saying B plus for this because it is extremely appropriate to the actual scent. That's such a good point. There's something different than having a, like a really impactful flacon, like mm-hmm. something that completely stands out on the shelf versus something that is perfect for the fragrance that's inside. Yeah. And I do think for the fragrance that's inside, it's a pretty perfect bottle. I agree. I agree. It gestures toward a kind of earthy, like mysterious bog witch of a woman in the way that I think we're hoping to conjure with our all black, our denim, our leather. You know what I mean? mean, Conjure is the perfect word. Yes. Okay, here are the notes. There's barely any notes on Fragrancica. Mm -hmm. I'm actually shocked by how few notes there are. Uh, Galbanum. Okay. Oak moss. See, I said mossy. I'm going to say something that I'm ashamed to say. I don't exactly know what oak moss smells like. So that's different from just like moss? Oak moss is something that is very popular in fragrances right now. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Baccarat Rouge has a ton of oak moss. Interesting. I can't really identify it. Yeah, I would love to do a deeper dive into like what oak moss in particular. Maybe as a I'll buy some, just like raw as the ingredient. Yeah, that would be fun. Let's do that. Okay. Um. Okay. Galbanum, oak moss, clove, cedar, and vanilla. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> Wait, read that again. Run the tape back. Galbanum, uh-huh. oak moss, clove, cedar, vanilla. What? You're like, can I get tree? Yeah. Can I get grass? Can I get leaf? Leaf. <laughs> scent Stem. bar. Yeah. Lucky scent says woody notes, green grass, soil, tincture, oak moss, whiskey, and spicy notes. Tincture is accurate. Because it's like trippy, like a yeah. weed, a mushroom tincture. That's so interesting. Okay, I feel like we need to do your fragrance. I know, we do. We talked about so much else. I'm so glad you're obsessed with Coven. I love it. I love it. Coven's one of my all-time faves. I kind of feel like the vibe of the two that we have yeah. are... Play cousins, if you will. <laughs> um, they're not actually, but there's like, I, there's some like resonances 
in feeling, if not in actual smell. God, I'm so excited to smell yours. So close your little peepers. I'll grab my La La Ling. Make sure you give me a good spray because I didn't have a good spray of Coven. Ooh, that was a a good spritz. She came with that good spritz. Oh my God, smoky. I can open? Yes, open up. So immediately Mm -hmm. I get scotch. Mm. And like mentholated... Like, you know, when, I mean, I remember like being a little kid going to a bat mitzvah or something and my parents ordering a drink and like my dad getting a scotch and me being like, why did you order mouthwash? Yeah. Like that original Listerine scent. But then it goes smoky. (gasps) Bitch. Is it? What do you think? Don't say it. Don't say it. Maddie knows what this this is. This is a work of art. Yes, it is. I'm Maddie knows what this so is. So jealous. <laughs> I'm so jealous. I get really jealous when people get good FBs. Okay. <laughs> so I wish that you were in the room with us so you could see the mixture of emotions that just played <laughs> across the theater of Maddie's face <laughs> because it was really cool. So now that you're jealous, you want to tell me about what you're smelling? Okay, so this is definitely acro smoke. Yes. I was going to try to like edge the listeners a little bit more with it. So I haven't smelled, I haven't read up on this at all. So I have no idea what's in it. So it's still mysterious. I know that it's a smoky break. Yeah. So this is acro smoke. It's like, bitch, this is crazy. It's like ash. Yeah. It's what, and the journey it just took me on Mm -hmm. from like, a, a fr- like cracked open a bottle of scotch to like peaty scotch now to like it's giving it's going in an ashtray direction the fact that you picked up on mentholated and like listerine the mintiness of it mm. it brought out a quality of it that i haven't even smelled until you mm. were saying that which is there is this like bizarre like synthetic mint hint there's something cooling yeah, like like literally like a menthol in a cigarette or like a men, like a minty, mouthwashy, Listerine product. So this is the perfumer that did Angel, I verified it. Yes. I wonder if he added that little bit of the mentholated thing to give, because it almost goes more cigarette because you yes. think of smoking a menthol. It's so perfectly like good smelling cigarette. Incidentally, the the menthol thing is barely there. You get it in the when it's wet. Oh, yeah. It, it was only for like 2 seconds. And now it's there, but it's like it's oh my god, this guy's a fucking genius. This man is like deranged. Cresp is his name. I think it's Olivier Cresp. Yes, it is. So he the menthol thing is like buoying this just at the surface of water and kind of like holding it up. Uh Uh-huh. But it's not something that's like directing the fragrance. Totally. Oh, girl. And, okay, sorry. Oh, keep going. Okay, it's not that it's ash. It is literally a, a pack, a fresh pack of cigarettes. Yep. Before you burn anything. But to me, it's also kind of giving 
ash. No, and ash is there too. But don't you feel like the ash kind of like as it dries down, it's giving more unlit cigarette? Yeah. Well, and the thing is, it's like a journey in reverse with cigarettes. Yeah, it is. Isn't that so fun? Can you? I'm I'm really jealous. (laughs) So, like, it is like a cigarette. It's ash. It's like a new pack of cigarettes that you open up. It's smoke, yeah, which is a different smell than ash. Do you know what I mean? But then it's also the longer you wear it. What I love about it is that it gets into this like crystallized caramel sweetness that is so like syrupy and pretty. Caramel. Do you get any of that? It's like it's like a caramelized cigarette. That's what I've been telling people. Can we see the bottle? Yes. I'm curious about what it smells like in the bottle. So this is the bottle. Ta-da! I guess it does. There is sweetness. This is a lot of juice. This is 100 ml. So on the last episode, I mentioned that this was on sale at Essence. As I was editing the episode, (laughs) I kept reopening the tab with this in it and being like, there are four left. There are only four of these left. They are $120 when they're normally 180 something. I cannot let this slip through my fingers. I need this one. Two remaining. Two as of tonight. Two remaining. I'm ready to add one to my bag. Yeah, you might get that last one. Well, because also our episode about it, mentioning it, doesn't come out till tomorrow. <laughs> so it's like, um, You got the insider tip. But like, I just know, because I had the sample of it from the Acro sampler set. Oh it was God. the one that I wore down all the way to the ground. It like is so sexy. It's so good. It like goes with everything. It's as it dries down, it gets yes, sweeter, warmer. It becomes increasingly wearable. I think if you got ready to go out, did your makeup, whatever, sprayed your perfume on, by the time you got out of the Uber, it would just be like creamy, warm, a little bit smoky. And that's what I've experienced with it. I, oh my God. I love it. I'm obsessed with it. It's an amazing fragrance to wear when you have fucking BO, when you haven't showered. Like Mm. it just goes over everything and like mixes so well with like, there's that like grittiness and dirtiness and like, like, animal sort of like nasty quality that I love about it. He has, he's bold with animal nasty. This is just like, but it's also so pretty and sweet and nice and like enjoyable on the skin. It just mixes so well. It's like, if this is what cigarettes actually made you smell like, Everyone would be smoking. Chloe, this is heaven. It's amazing. This is incredible. This is a work of art. And this is my favorite kind of niche perfume that when you spray it on, it's weird and it freaks you out and it's fun. Yeah. But ultimately it's insanely wearable. Totally. 
So that's like, that's been my experience with it. Yeah. And I like basically don't want to wear anything else. I'm literally about to go on a trip on Thursday and like, I usually only pack samples. I'm packing this. You I'm like, to. I can't not bring this with me to the woods in upstate New York and just like walk around the woods <gasps> smelling like a lit oh my cigarette. God. This is beautiful, girl. Okay. Mazel so tov. you want to rate? Absolutely. Initial spritz. Mm, a. A plus for me. Yeah. I'm, I'm obsessed with it. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a little bit too freaky I think for me to give it an A plus that's the first time you've ever said that yeah I think because it really almost doesn't well I'm gonna spray it again I find it so wearable for me initial spritz we're talking initial spritz the first moment but I like it I love it I think it's like it's like opening a bottle of scotch the initial initial spritz I still say A plus okay I'm close to A plus but I'm giving it an A so, so pretty. My thing with this also is that like, I feel like I didn't have a lot of like genuinely really like freaky deaky things in my collection. I think most of my collection is just like nice in different ways and like directional in whichever ways. But like, this is like freaky deaky fun, weird. I don't want to say it, but uh Yeah. I think maybe you could have taken some risks and you jumped off the cliff with this one girl. You. Yeah. Cause I always see you kind of, you know, trolling around in front of the zoologist's shelf saying, Uh Oh, isn't this nice? Oh, I like it. Mm, This is pretty cool. Yeah. But you never go for the full B. Yeah. Of whatever squid or. Right scorpion or whatever whatever fragrances are i mean yeah like i feel like there are ones when we troll around at scent bar that like do speak to me that are like weirder yeah i no that's not true when you got the one that i love that green fragrance that you got Mm -hmm. the kind of like limey cologne one yeah algian algian that algian two algian two that's not weird but it's weird for you it's outside of your it's definitely like the one i was thinking of as like the kookiest yeah. in my collection yeah. that one and the Storis Guggen one i think are like yes normal but kooky i loved watching you impulse buy molecule too that was so that was fun, fun. that was fun you literally said throw it in the bag just throw it in the bag bitch that was so cool i would never call them a bitch i love them <laughs> You are like a mother to me. Literally. You're a sister I never had. Oh my God. Okay, so we did A for initial spread. Or you did A plus initial spread. Initial, yeah. <clears throat> initial spreads. Okay. So strength, I'm going to give it an A. It is very strong. It is? To me, this is strong. It mellows out though. It gets mellow, but I'm giving it an A. It's still like one of the stronger ones on no, my, it's strong. It's strong. my e- eating ass skin. Do you um, over apply? I'm trying to be a bit more conservative, um, conservative about it. Okay. Um, cool. I have still over applied some days, but like I think it's best when I do like a spritz around kind of yeah. and don't like really go to town on it. It just does like feel a little too heavy if I get you it. do that. 
But you know what I've been doing with it? What I did earlier today, which I had to shower to get off of me because I didn't want it to like reveal. Oh. So I did a veil of acro smoke all over me, but then I did at my wrists and at my neck, I did little dabs of um, 1969. Oh, pretty. Which is like- I bet this is so nice with rose. Rosy and like- but it's but that one is like such a sexy carnal like lusty almost boozy rose. I think it's like boozy. I can't remember. I bet that was amazing. It was really good. Have you? I remember once my ex was wearing it and you complimented him. Acro night. Night exactly. I was gonna say it wasn't smoke. It was night. Night's insane. So my experience of night when I got my sampler set, I was with a friend. And we were spritzing and spraying and we sprayed night and she was like, this is like a bar, like a dive bar bathroom in Portland with wet paper towels all over the graffiti covered walls. I was like, yeah, it's porn. It's urinal cake. It's urinal cake. It smells like it is it smells like there's something that you are trying to cover up with baby wipes. Yes. It's so nasty. It's but nasty. Nasty, like, oh, that's nasty. But it's amazing. Like, it's an illusion. It's a beautiful illusion. It was a perfect illusion, you might say. <laughs> it's a perfect illusion. I would say, in the context of your ex wearing it, yeah. like, on a man, I feel like, something chemistry wise like really works about yeah, that. Yeah. Everyone I've like everyone else that I've sprayed that on and smelled that on, it smelled bad. Really? On me, it smells just bad. I can't wear it because it's so insane. Like animal sexy kind of? No. Not even animal, but just like urinal cake. Urinal cake. I, it's not that it's a, I mean, I really don't want to denigrate this perfumer. I think it's, like truly artistry. All of these are like works of art. Works of art. It, but again, it's like, they're like polarizing. Yeah. Is it, is it beautiful? Yes. Is it wearable? Not to me. Not for me. Yeah. And I actually think everything's wearable. So this, that was one where I was like, this is the first. Yeah. But that's why the thing is for me out of the full range that I tried, smoke is like so wearable to oh me. Oh my God. Like the fact that I get to smell like this every day makes me so happy, you know? Now I'm just literally like rubbing it in. I'm not someone who gets jealous, by the way. Chloe, if you said to me, oh, this great thing happened to me. I found money yeah. on the street, whatever. Yeah. Oh, I have a hot boyfriend. Girl, I'm happy for you. Constantly I love saying you. all those things. I want, I want all of that for you. Yeah. I want you to have more of that. Yeah. When you say to me, I got this, I got this beautiful fragrance that's commercially available and you could do the exact same thing <laughs> yeah, I'm right now. You to do it. I like, I see red. I I'm like it. furious. It's like you telling me to clean out my closet. <laughs> it's the same. same thing, baby. It's so beautiful. Maddie is uh, whiffing it like it was a bottle of poppers. It's so good. Okay, so we gave A for strength. Yeah, I, gave- I give it an A for strength. Okay. Which is maybe too strong, but like for this, I'm like, I love it strong. Okay, same. I, I trust you. 
Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like I just am like completely intoxicated by it yeah. and it's making it hard to give it an honest rating. And then longevity yeah. is literally also an A. Okay. I sprayed it on yesterday in the morning. I went to bed and got a whiff of it from my hair. So cool. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I love that. Like, I wonder if it would last through a shower at might. It might. Yeah. It might. I definitely didn't notice it super strongly after I showered, like before I came here. But like, I think you would have to really, I, I really scrubbed. So who knows? So now let's get down to it. Bottle aesthetic? Absolutely. What do you think? First and foremost. Okay. There's something, first of all, acro. So acro means addiction in French. Okay. I speak French and when I see it, it's not something that I comes to me. It's, I don't, when I see acro like this, it looks like an anime. It's definitely giving, yeah, like calligraphy brush painting Japanese. It's giving Japanese. Kind of. It's giving Japanese. And the, the calligraphy kind of font. Yeah. First of all, the bottle design itself is very simple. Very it's like simple. flask style. It really is like a flask because it's like a flattened kind of cylinder. Whatever. Simple, pretty. I would also like to note it's etched. Yeah. It's etched as fuck. Honestly, like you look at this and just like having it around, I feel like you know it's of quality. Mm-hmm. My take on it is that, like, I think it's, I respect it. Mm -hmm. I'm not like, oh my God, I love it. It's so cool. There's a very few, there are some bottles that, like, really, really, like, take me to another level. Case. (laughs) (laughs) For me, uh, it might be some other But no, like I love, um, I've been eyeing the Dries Van Noten, like I've been like on the Dries Van Noten website. Which and one? like Flower Bomb? Is that the one? No, that's Victor and Rolf. Oh, it's Dries. Dries Van Noten has this range of perfumes that started getting like recommended to me on Instagram after a while, after they realized I was like a frag head. Oh, God. Have I... you seen these? Um... Like, look at these bottles. They're so beautiful to me. These are pretty. These are, like, these are so gorgeous. They feel, like, very representative of the Dries Van Noten aesthetic overall. They're one of my all-time faves, Dries. Yeah. Oh, my God. When we go to Paris, we ha- I have to take you to the store in Paris. You're going to... Sh- I've been to the Dries <gasps> store. Is it- it's so fucking good. <laughs> it's like the bedroom I always it's wanted. It's insane. Okay, but so but you're so right. These rock. Those rock. They're so good. They really like, I don't even care what the perfume smells like if they look like this. Should we describe them? They're like, there's sort of like two sections Mm -hmm. of each bottle. Mm -hmm. And then the top part will be like a solid color and then like a pattern. And they're really beautiful. I think the the top part is always a transparent glass where you can see the juice, but colored. And then the bottom is opaque and they look like they're referencing art. Like one of them looks like it's like 
Ming pottery, yeah. like blue and white. There's another one that's like Agnes Martin, like graph. Yeah. Um, I wonder if it is like a conscious, like art history kind of thing. But that obviously speaks to me as like a nerd. Yeah. So that's like, like these are that, really pretty. Those to me are like a bottle that like genuinely elevates whatever's inside the bottle. Totally. The Acro one is like, it is nice. It is proficient. It looks like it's a symbol to others who see it that I spent money on it. Mm -hmm. And it like doesn't devalue the, the actual product of what's inside it. But do I love it? No. Though you make an important point, which is it lets the juice speak for itself. Exactly. It's simple. It's simple. And I actually prefer it that way. I feel like. And it's well, it's very substantial. It's a beautiful bottle, but it's yeah. very straightforward and simple. Very straightforward. And the logo is a little bit like, huh, to me. Like the Japanese calligraphy aspect of it is a little, huh, where I, does that come in from? It seems like it's trying to be like tough. Yeah. I will say what it's conveying effectively is something that the fragrance does, which is, um, it's a very bold logo choice. Yes. And then all of the fragrances that I've ever smelled from this brand are like bold as bulk. They're so good. They're like punch you in the tit bold. (laughs) (laughs) Walk up, punch in the tit, walk off. Oh my God, girl. I just, okay. I'm returning three pairs of shoes this week. Maybe I should just buy it. Girl. I would recommend while there's the two left. Exactly. And you know, when we release this episode, there's going to be zero, zero. For sure. (laughs) How many acro smoke is left? (laughs) Zero, 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 none. Erica Jane trying to shop on Essence. Oh my God, wait. Notes we didn't talk about for Acro. So let me open this up. I have it here. For Grantica, the notes for Acro Smoke are very, very few notes, by the way. So both of us brought ones that have like a really limited selection of notes. So interesting. This one has... Smoke, tobacco leaf, benzoin, cade oil, hmm. and tonka bean. And that's it. Tonka bean. Do you know what tonka bean smells like? I think so. To me, it's an exact perfect mix of chocolate and vanilla. Mm. But that feels right for this oh smell. My God. Isn't that wild? It's so good. And then like the fun thing that, um, uh, the fun thing that Fragrantica is doing now mm-hmm. is they have this pros and cons column. Have you seen this? Apparently that's AI. And no, I know that's like the, it's the, the pros and cons listed on this page have been generated using the artificial intelligence system, which analyzes product reviews submitted by our members. Okay. So cuckoo. So weird. Pros and cons. Pro, nostalgic and comforting for former smokers. Period. Attractive to some partners. <laughs> oh, just like me. Okay, ambivalence, go off. Beautiful Cade note. 
Do we know what Cade smells like? I have no idea. I feel like now I do somehow. You know what I mean? Like I just learned. Yeah. Realistic smoke scent, reminiscent of campfire or cigar. Both true. But it's also not camp. Sometimes there's those campfire fragrances yeah. that are cloying and they're not, they don't smell good. But this, what I love about this mm. is that it's so intentionally cigarette. Absolutely. And I actually, from the Acro website, they talk about it being that. Mm. They say, smoke is inspired by the pleasure of the first drag of a cigarette, yeah. which is consumed as quickly as it is born. Oh, ephemeral. It's so good. It's like... This to me, this perfumer, this is what we were talking about with that mentholated effect. That menthol effect is not designed to make it smell cool or to make the perfume cooling, but it does something to the other notes that gives them a feeling. And Mm -hmm. that to me is like, so this is why I'm like, girl, why am I even playing around with perfume? Mm. It's just to learn how everything smells is hard enough to mix the shit fine. But then to be able to do this. I know the fact that this is like possible. It's like you would, if I could do this, I would feel like a God. I mean, you would be like a literal God. Yeah. And also see, this is my thing. I know we were going to have a segment that I've been trying to propose. That's, uh, Nilf knows I'd like to fuck mm-hmm. because I want to fuck a lot of them. You want to fuck Olivier? I don't think I want to fuck Olivier. Okay. I, I did look him up. Mm, not for me, but I feel like in reality, I don't know if I could fuck a nose because I feel like they would have God complexes for being capable of making shit like this. Probably. And as they should. As they should. And I would leave them to that and no sex for them. I think the story with Acro is that he developed the line in collaboration with his daughter. Oh, that's cute. So I don't know if Olivier, like, I think he's a master nose. I don't know which, like, um, company he worked for, but he did a lot of really beautiful, iconic fragrances. I think this is his first, um, like, perfume line that's just his. Company, Fermaniche, and Acro. So if he was doing stuff for Fermaniche, that's where he did like Mugler and whatever. Yeah. He began his career with Fermaniche in 1992. Mm-hmm. Um, his notable creations include Midnight Poison, Estee Lauder Modern Muse, Penhaligon's Pianive, Terry Mugler Angel, our fucking ride We've or mentioned die. it. Every single episode so far. As we will continue to do. <laughs> and I have no, seen nothing wrong with that. Um, and Paco Rabanne Excess. Interesting. I'm sure they are all amazing. But I'm scrolling through and I want to see if there's anything else beyond that little list. Because that was just like in the bio. Yeah. I'm going to scroll through and see. He did all of the acros, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Which is makes sense. Yeah. He did um, a bunch of... Antonio Banderas perfume. We love that. So Antonio Banderas has just like killer fragrances. I guess so. That's awesome. That's really cool. 
he, I mean, he's done so much. It's like, there's so many of these, but none of them are really like super sticking out to me. Do you think that would be fun? Like, I wonder if it would be fun to be at the lab. Oh, he did diesel. He did loverdose for diesel. Loverdose? Yeah. That's such a good name. Look at it. Wait, that's such a good name. The bottle looks like the angel bottle a little bit. I know. That's what I was thinking. It's basically like a, like a crystal heart bottle. That's a It's cool really bottle. trashy, but it's cute. Yeah. That's really... Loverdose is such a good name. It's an amber vanilla fragrance. Yum. Top notes are star anise, mandarin orange. Middle notes are licorice, jasmine, and gardenia. So it's Chinese five spice? Base notes are... Vanilla, amber, and woodsy notes. It's Chinese food. Yeah. I do love, I, I will just say, final thing about the Loverdose one is I do love anise, like, as a note. Same. It's so fun. Oh, my God. Babe, we have so much shopping to we do. We have so much research to do. We have so much shopping to okay, do. Okay, well, we have to go shop, so. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Get in, loser. We're going shopping. All right, well, smell you. Smell you. Mm.